0: Good morning and welcome to Church Online. You're with the Castle Hill Seventh-day Adventist Church, and I'm so happy to be in your lounge room today. I've missed you all. I've been on annual leave, and it's good to be back. I look forward to uh, getting my hands dirty with church life, doing Bible studies, visitation, catching up with people, and uh, filming during the week, which I love doing. Our theme for the month is Letting Go and today is a youth service and the theme is Letting Go of Stuff. I know a lot of us find it hard to let go and Pastor Nick will unpack this. He'll do a 10-minute talk and then he's going to have a panel discussion on what it means to let go of stuff. In uh, Psychology Today, a well-known magazine, it says this about letting go. Holding on to pain doesn't fix anything. Replaying the past over and over again doesn't change it. And wishing things were different doesn't make it so. And so this month, for the month of August, we're going to look at letting go. Next week, I'll be preaching on the subject of letting go of distractions. After that will be Mitchell Strawn, letting go of bitterness. Then Dr. Brian Craig will look after letting go of control. And to finish the month off, Zen Widjay Singer will be focusing on the theme of letting go from your past. I hope that you enjoy our church service today, especially since our young people are taking it. You'll be the oldest face, I'll be the oldest face you'll see today. Thank you and God bless.
1: Hey Castle Hill Church, it's great to see you again and I just want to welcome you to this little lounge room that we've got set up today. We're going to do things a little differently for this youth service. Instead of having a normal sermon where we speak for half an hour or so, today I'm going to speak for 10 minutes and then we're going to invite up a great panel of awesome people from all different walks of life and they're going to be joining me as we talk about what we're learning today. We're starting a month-long topic today and that topic is called Travelling Light and we're talking about leaving behind things that we don't need in our Christian journey, things that just our burdens that we don't need to carry. And God has given us instruction and he's given us advice to hand them to him so that we can be free. Just like it says in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, give all your cares and your worries to God for he cares for you. So that's what we're talking about this whole month, placing things that we don't need to carry back in the hands of Jesus. Today, I'm going to be leading out with a topic saying, letting go of stuff, because let's face it, we all have stuff. We all have things that we carry in our homes, in our cars, in our handbags. Well, I don't have a handbag, but you know what I mean. In you know random cupboards and drawers in our house, we have those old pants from years ago or whatever it is. We have so much stuff and sometimes that stuff can actually get in the way. Sometimes it can get in the way of our walk with God. Sometimes it can get in the way with our relationships in our family. Sometimes it can get in the way with our own spiritual and mental health. So let's dive in and have a bit of a chat today. You know, I was listening to the music in the gym the other day, and this song came on, and I don't know if you recognise it. It's like, goes like, da da-da-da, da da, da da da, da da da, da 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 da, and then in the chorus, um, the guy's singing about a girl that he loves and everything, but he says you're a slice of heaven, and I was like, I was just thinking about that. The word slice of heaven was like stuck in my head for a while and I was thinking it's interesting how, you know, that song was never written to be sung in church. It was never written to be something that tells about the love of God, but it still talks about this desire for us as people to have our own little slice of heaven, our own little slice of, of what heaven represents, which is this freedom from all of the worries that we face, freedom from all of the burdens that we worry about and something that's beautiful and undamaged. In the song, he's singing about a relationship. He's singing about a girl. But sometimes in our life, we look at things like a property. Maybe we're looking at a house we want to buy, and we think, well, this is going to be my little slice of heaven. Sometimes we even turn to going shopping so that we can feel that that just momentary excitement of of buying something, so that we can have our own little slice of heaven for a moment. I think what that, that phrase the, the reason why it caught my attention was because it talks about a longing that's in you and that's in me for restoration, a longing that's in you and that's in me for relief, a longing for something more, a longing for something fulfilling, something that we can, that we can grab hold of and be thankful for and, and be excited about. And Jesus has said, you know what? It's all going to come. All of that stuff, all of the, like that desire will be met. That desire for, for restoration, that desire for something beautiful, to just see beauty and hear all of nature in one chorus around us in heaven, like this, it, this will be met, this desire. And that's just incredible. So let's, let's jump in. In the Bible, it talks about how this world is not our home. It feels like our home in many ways. We go home, we clock off after work, we return to our house, But Jesus talks about a future, another home. He talks about a time when he's going to return and he's going to take us to be with him where we will have everything beautiful that we could imagine. Because in James it says every good and perfect gift is from above. And he's like, when you come and be with me in my kingdom, you will receive all of that. You will receive all of the good things. I was thinking about the way that we we long for this and I was thinking about the way that stuff often fills that cavity in our, in our heart or wherever it is, where we turn to something and we go for a, whatever it is and we, and we try to put our, our hope in an item. We try to put our hope in something that, that is just lifeless in its own form. And you know, I'm sure you've heard of people speak about how we sometimes even turn items into idols, where we are so invested in that item and I'm thinking about some things in my own life. What are some things that I have turned to and kind of hoped to have my own little slice of heaven? And as I was thinking about it, I realized, okay, I love it when I get my hammock out and string it up between a couple of trees and lay down and just look up at the, at, you know, the trees and everything. That's a beautiful experience. And I think that's something that is good. But I also find myself turning to other things like recently I bought a motorbike. I mean, that was really fun. Buying it was great fun. Um, And then once I got it, you know, it requires more time, I have to think about it, I have to look after it, and I have to, oh, now I've got to use it, so I've got to go out for a ride and all this kind of stuff. And what I'm seeking, or what I was seeking for in buying that was the experience of freedom, the experience of having that thrill, not only of getting the bike, but driving down a road super, like, Free, just in the wind, feeling all of the elements brushing against me as I drive along through these beautiful windy roads out in nature. And it really is something beautiful, but I think it speaks to something deeper in ourselves, something that we long for, and that is that restoration and that beautiful promise of a slice of heaven that we can experience. I want to talk quickly about two different words one is the word relief, and one is the word restore. In our lives, we often turn to things for relief. So We turn to stuff for relief. Things like a motorbike ride. Sometimes things like a TV show. Sometimes going shopping. Sometimes keeping, you know, watch over our garden. But we often turn to things and we look for relief. We look for something that will, that will lift our mind to something more positive and it will take us away from the things that we're worried about. I mean, if you're in school right now and you're thinking about your upcoming trials, if you're in grade 10, that's something that's... Oh, grade 10? Yeah. Anyways, if you're thinking about your exams and you're thinking about things that are coming up, it can be stressful. And, and sometimes you just want to turn away from that and find a way to be, to be free from whatever it is that you're facing. So we look for relief. But God promises to do something slightly different in our heart, slightly different to relief. In Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want He leads me beside peaceful streams He restores my soul He promises to restore our soul and He promises to give us a growing, fulfilling restoration rather than a relief that takes away the concerns of the, and the worries of this world Speaking of the worries and concerns of this world there's a Bible verse that we're going to talk about in our panel today It's Ecclesiastes 4, verse 6. And it says, Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 6. When I read that, it just brings me straight back to Psalm 27, where Jesus is saying, I'm your shepherd. Come with me. And I'll take you beside a peaceful stream, a place of tranquility. I'll take you into the inner place in a relationship where you can find restoration. Where you can find a slice of heaven in your relationship with me. Rather than turning to things, to stuff. Turn to me and I will restore you. And I'll give you that slice of heaven. I think that's a pretty powerful verse. Luke 12, verse 15, warns us against some of the risks of going after stuff. Because the thing is, when we turn after stuff, there's, it, it gives you some relief, but then it runs out. And then we need more, and we need another one, and we need a bit more of that, and something a little bit better the next time. And we keep on turning to more and more things. In Luke 12, verse 15, it says, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist of an abundance of possessions. Life does not consist of an abundance of possessions. That's an interesting concept. So a lot of us think that collecting more, more properties, more whatever it is that we're after is going to bring us life. here's a different perspective to consider. It's better to have less of those things that we don't actually need. It's better to have less of those and to have more of what we do need. More of what really matters. More things that restore and less things that give us relief. There's a story in the Bible It's quite a sad one, and it's about a young man who came to Jesus in Matthew 19. He walked up to Jesus, and he wanted to to be promised eternal life. He'd been trying to live his life in an upright Christian way, or a God-fearing way. And he came to Jesus, and he said, What must I do? What must I do to inherit the kingdom? And Jesus said, oh, have you done the commands that I've given you? And he said, yes, you know, I've done these things. And Jesus could see into the heart of that man. That man had built up his life with stuff. He built up his life with wealth. At the end of the day, money is just more stuff, really. It's just coins and notes and paper. And it doesn't actually have value to our soul. And this man had built up his life with stuff and Jesus looked into his heart and he said listen if you want to have that assurance sell what you own and give it to the poor but the man had spent all of his life building his life on things that didn't really matter and he'd invested all of his heart and energy into stuff and when it came to that moment he couldn't give it up he turned away sadly and walked away i would hate to have that experience in my life looking at jesus and not being able to let go of the things that i'm holding on to on this world that you know don't really carry any value he says if you come to me And if you spend time with me, I'll take you to the peaceful stream. I'll give you the tranquility. I'll give you everything that you need. Jesus even said, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything will be added to you. Your food, clothes, all that stuff. I'll make sure you get the stuff that you need because I know you need that stuff. But don't seek after that stuff. Seek after me. Seek after a relationship with me. And when you have a relationship with me, I'll give, you the, I'll give you what you need. I'll give you the things that you need. So our challenge for you is two things. First of all, to turn our heart to God. To look to Him for satisfaction. To look to Him for our slice of heaven. Because He says, when you come and spend that time with me, that relief, that, that restoration, that, that thing that you're looking for, I can provide it for you. And it's not going to come in the new thing. It's not going to come in the new stuff. So come to me. I'll give you life and life to the full. That's the challenge, first challenge. And the second challenge is, with the things that we have, what can you give away? What can you free yourself from? So that instead of spending your time managing all of the things and storing them all up and organising them all, You can let go of those things and store up your treasure in heaven and still have a slice of heaven here today because of that relationship that God promises to give you. All right. We're going to head now into a panel discussion. So just in a second, we're going to cut across and you'll meet our new panelists. And we're going to have a bit of a deep conversation about stuff and about things and about some of the Bible verses that God has given us through his word to help us to navigate through this topic. All right. I'll see you in a second. Hey, welcome back, and thank you for still being here with us today for our youth service at Castle Hill Church. We have an awesome panel with us today. I'd love to introduce them to you as we talk today about stuff, and we talk about, you know, the value and the value of giving it away as well. So here we go. Right next to me, we have a young man, Datanyan Mood. Can you tell us what you like to do with your life?
2: Hi, my name is Datanyan. I'm in year 12. I'm studying... To become a construction manager. That's my, my long-term goal.
1: Sweet. Do you like do any hobbies or anything
2: like that? Yeah, futsal, soccer, basketball, just some sport. Yeah. Nice. What would you say is your best trait?
1: Pardon? What's your best trait? Uh, I don't know. I'm humble. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I like that. That's a good trait. <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, next up we have Georgia over here. Hey, Georgia, how are you going? Hi,
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good, good. What do you do for work?
3: Um, I'm a nurse. I work yeah. at the Children's Hospital in Westmead. Okay, children's yeah.
1: hospital. So you're working with kids all the time. Yep. Sure. Well, wow, that'd actually be a pretty interesting thing. No, it's good. What's it like hanging out with young people who are like, you know, in pain or sick? sick? Um,
3: yeah. I don't know. You can make a big difference, and I think, yeah, just balancing like looking after the like, kids and the parents. It's yeah, just you can make a big difference in their fam- in their lives.
1: Yeah. I think you're making a big difference. That's, that's awesome. Thank you for joining us Thank today. You. Um, next, we have Nerida. Uh, Nerida, can you tell us why your Instagram handle is called oh Nedstar? <laughs> what's the story behind that?
4: Okay, well, my nickname is Ned. And then when I got Instagram, I was like, I don't know how old, 13 or something. And then I didn't know what to make my handle. So I was like, Dad, what do I make it? And he was like, oh, Nedstar. And I was like, what's your favorite number? I was like, three and seven. So Nedstar37 happens. and it's still around
1: awesome yeah that's cool so what do you um what's your next two year gap look like Mm. where are you heading in life um
4: well i'm gonna finish my bachelor's this year yeah and then either do a master's or like full-time work or something yeah we'll see where it goes
1: awesome hey good luck good luck with that and next we have joel how you going joel
5: good my name is joel bruce i'm studying engineering nice awesome Uh, okay are you in love with anyone yes okay yeah okay who is the girl next to me oh really (laughs) Well, there you go
1: okay awesome congratulations guys thank you Um, thank you so do you i know you're a bit of a musician is there any other things that you like to get involved in
5: music here at church is pretty cool yeah rock climbing as well cool pretty fun awesome have you ever
1: had any moments on the rock climbing wall where you're a bit afraid something might go wrong or
5: any falls or anything like that a few times a few scratches okay yeah awesome
1: what was the highest cliff that you ever climbed 30 meters, I think. 30 meters, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We've been talking about stuff. We've been talking about a few different interesting Bible verses that help us navigate whether, uh, how much, you know, value do we place on things and material possessions. So why don't we just start off with a question that's more of a, a positive focus. How, like, are there times when material possessions can actually be a blessing and they can really be a good thing for us? What do you think? Times when, like, stuff and things that we own actually are, like, really necessary for our life. Is there... Yeah, can you think of some examples of that?
4: I'd say, yeah, like, things like um, cars, like, phones keep you connected, you know? You use, like, laptops for work, or whatever. So I think having things in moderation is good.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyone else got anything to say to that?
3: Probably, like, having things can give you the opportunity to help others as well. So, you're your platform to be able
1: to serve and give? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. We were just chatting uh, before we started this panel today, and I was chatting with D'Antonio, and we we're just having a bit of a conversation about something about this topic. What were we saying?
2: Uh, I think we were discussing how this topic is something that's been been covered a lot, religiously and secular, uh, and out of the religious spectrum as well. Like, we've discussed materialism and the value of, like, stuff. And do we need them? Do we not need them? And I know, like, some of it's a bit of a cliche. Like, you know, like, your teachers sent you videos of, like, why you shouldn't be on your phone all the time, not to use social media and stuff like that. But it, I feel like there's a wider discussion. Even though it's cliche, just, it doesn't mean that it's not true or it's something that shouldn't be discussed as much as it is. Just because it's popular doesn't mean
1: it's not not as important. Mm, that's, that's pretty good. That's well said. What are some of those pop sort of opinions about the you know acquisition of things and material possessions like just out in the world like some popular opinions about that like you're saying you know it's something that gets talked about yeah what do you guys think like have you seen things on instagram or facebook or just on the news like comments being made ideas being put forward i know for me one thing i've seen is this whole idea of like minimalism i've seen that quite like advertised a fair bit where people are trying to like push away from from stuff what do you guys think like have you heard about that or other things
5: yeah, seeing like that whole minimalism kind of vibe that people really starting to get into it's pretty interesting. Um I'm not sure if I could do it, maybe to a certain degree.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's like what what do you think people are trying to do when they when they look into the idea of minimalism and letting go of a lot of our possessions? You know, they try and get rid of as many as they can. Some people have like thirty possessions in total. Like what's the benefit of doing that? Is that is that a realistic goal for everyone or what do you think?
5: Maybe not to get caught up in stuff, which can be easy with materialistic things, and kind of focus on stuff that's more important. Okay.
1: So, here's a couple of questions just to throw out there. We're going to do a couple of rapid fire questions. Question number one What's something that you want but you don't really need? I want a chart time. I don't really need that. What about you guys? <laughs> a new wardrobe? A new wardrobe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be nice. A walk in robe? Yeah. What about you guys? Probably oh, some new shoes. New shoes,
5: mm. yeah. Another guitar.
2: A guitar? <laughs> yeah, For sure. Yeah, I just spent a lot of money. I'm not gonna say what I want now. <laughs> <laughs> My mum's gonna give me some weird looks, so. All good. I'm not buying anything else.
1: We're thinking of you, Susan. Um, <laughs> okay, so next question. What's something that you have that you don't actually need?
3: A lot of things.
1: Yeah,
4: a lot. I know, I just like store things random things
1: yeah I definitely have things like I have an old uh, subwoofer from my old car in the garage just a big bass speaker that you put in the back of the car I really don't need that thing Uh, it's just been sitting there for like two years so if you're really if you just got a car and you really badly want one send me a message all right (laughs) Uh, next question do you have uh, do you feel like you have way too much stuff a little too much stuff just about right not enough or just not even nearly enough stuff? What do you think? Where do you sit on that? Heaps of stuff, not enough stuff in the middle somewhere.
4: I think I have a little too much stuff. It's like I have all the things I need, but then I have all the random stuff I don't need and it just takes up space. So I don't really need it. So it's just there. Mm.
1: What do you guys think? Where do you sit on that scale? Maybe out of five, five being like way too much stuff one being like I have nothing. Probably about a four, I reckon. Five or four? Four. Four. Maybe a five. Five, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So there's a Bible verse that we talked about. Oh, actually, one more question. How do we measure what is enough? Sorry, how do we measure what is enough? That's a big question.
3: Mm.
1: Like what helps us to know like when we have the right amount of stuff? Because it's kind of, it's very hard to, draw a line. How can we draw some kind of line with that?
2: Like, depends what, you val- depends what you view stuff as. Depends on how you use it. If if items or materials are used as tools, then you, you may need lots of it. But if you're using, if you've got lots of stuff just for the sake of having stuff where you have lots of materials, and if that brings you some sort of meaning in life, maybe maybe you should have less of it. Because it's guiding you down a path that you probably shouldn't go. I feel like
1: it what do you mean by that, down a path you shouldn't go? Having too much stuff. Mm.
2: I feel like you should live life, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. I feel like I'm quoting Jordan Peterson on that. Mm. But it was one of meaningful the chapters... Meaningful versus expedient. It's one of the chapters mm. in his book deep. where it states that, you know, you should pursue what brings you meaning. And if stuff gives you meaning, like, we're humans. Everything's like, you know, we have dreams, we have emotions. Stuff, like, what do you know, like iPhones and stuff like that they don't really relate to our consciousness. We shouldn't put value on things that, that don't have value. Like, I, once I was saving up for ages for an iPhone, and, like, I, I put, like, my blood, sweat, and tears into that iPhone, <laughs> and when I got it, I realized it was just like the one I had before, and all of a sudden, all my happiness, it just went, it's gone. Like, I was happy for about a week. I don't know if you guys experienced this. Have you ever yeah. had something like that? Yeah. What's the difference between the iPhones these days? <laughs> you get one, and then I'm just, that's when it, Kind of clicked, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: That the things don't really have the value you think they have.
0: Mm.
1: And they seem to have value before. Exactly. But then when you get it, you're like, something changes or something. I think we've all experienced that. I mean, you guys got any experiences like that? Time when you were like desperately wanting something and then you finally got it and you were like, oh, okay, it was different to what you expected. Have you had that? In my talk earlier, I was talking about the motorbike. I think it was a bit like that. I was super excited about it. And then I got it and I was like, oh, a lot of people get hurt on these things and suddenly my yeah. perspectives change a little, but what do you guys think? Any ideas?
4: I think maybe when I got my car, so like my first car was like, I don't know, this little, what was it? I can't remember what it was. It was like old. And then I got my new car, and like when I got it, I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's so cool, it has like wind up windows, like I don't have to do the thing. <laughs> and then now it's just like, uh, I did the like thing once. It's just a nice car, it's not like, whoa, like whatever. I feel like once you get something, like, the value of it, you're like, yeah, it's cool. Mm. Like, it just lessens.
1: But it seems really good before you get yeah, it. Yeah, right? before you get it, and, like, yeah. you see other
4: people with, like, oh, yeah. these nice cars or nice iPhones or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. I want one. You get one, you're like, so what's next? Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, so interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. We're going to uh, just read a verse, and anyone that has an opinion or a response to it, just go ahead and say it. The verse, Ecclesiastes four six. We talked about this today in the little message before this. It says, better to have one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Better to have one handful with tranquility than two handfuls just toil and chasing after the wind. What do you think about that? What do you think it's saying?
2: Chasing after the wind, you know? I remember a while ago I had this thought you know I was thinking where do I picture myself in 30 years time and I was like you know what where do I picture myself at like the end of my life I'd probably be retired I'd be sitting on a beach and I'd just be I'd just be chilling you know that, that's it's kind of like you picture yourself you know if you want something really bad it's like I want to go on a vacation I want to end my life and I want to be retired and I want to have this and, this and this and this and this and this but is that what you really want like some people picture you know what I want to go, I want to live on the beach, I just want to drink martinis all day. That's what you want to do. Like, If you think about it, that's, that's not something you really want to do. It's a travel poster. If you have any sense, you realize that maybe after three, four martinis, three, four days, you're going to be like, you know what, I'm sick of this, I don't want to do this anymore. And then what? You spent your whole life desiring one thing at the end of your life, and what did you get? You accomplished nothing out of it. That's something that I, I feel. like I, When I discovered that, like, your life is so precious, what did God say? I come to give you life so that you may live it to the fullest. So if you go wasted away by like pursuing pleasures, oh, I want this new car, I want this new house, and then I'm going to work, work, work. I'm not going to spend time with my kids. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that because I have this goal at the end of life. But what is that doing? What is your pursuit in one direction stopping you from achieving in others?
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, the thing that I'm really hearing from what you're saying there is sometimes when we're pursuing stuff it actually takes us, like it lifts us up and removes us from being present in the moment that we're in. And that's pretty powerful. Like, I've definitely done that, for sure. Mm -hmm. And like, I think we all, to a degree, have experienced this. Like when you're sitting there studying so hard for an exam or you're saving up so badly for your wedding or whatever it is, it's easy to kind of like disconnect from people around you because you're so focused in on that task. That's a really, that's a deep thing. Do you guys have anything to say to that?
0: No? No?
5: Kind of like how Dantan was talking earlier about his iPhone, how he put his blood, sweat and tears into it. Mm. And at the end, he couldn't even tell the difference between his new one and his old one. Yeah. And you hear, like, how old successful people, they always, like, talk and say, spend time with your family Mm. and, like, really focus on the more important things. All these, like, superficial things come and go. Mm. 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 So another
1: question. You know how I, in in a talk earlier today, I mentioned these two words, uh, relief and restoration and I believe that God gives us like restoration when we're with him in a relationship it's a different thing like it builds us up it's like filling the battery back up whereas relief is just like putting the battery usage on pause temporarily kind of thing like do you think that there's times when stuff like an iPhone or whatever right can give us restoration is there times when there is an exception when things like possessions and that can actually give us like can build up the battery life again what do you think about that
3: think like i don't know like in the current times like sometimes phones like facetime and things you can like be in contact with people you Mm. wouldn't normally be yeah like you know you can't i'm from new zealand can't just go home at the moment yeah but it's like a blessing to be able to still be in contact with family and stuff so i think in terms of that when it's like still life orientated not just like self-orientated
5: hmm so it's not just
3: about
1: yourself but then there's times when it can actually really be good
3: and bring value to like more than just like your own desire like I don't know you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah 100% anyone else got any thought on that one I think like what you were saying Georgia about that I the first thought I thought of when I was asking the question you know can things have can things have the ability to actually restore us I thought of you know living on a property where because Sarah and I before we came here we used to live in on the, on the beach literally like across the road from the beach on a top floor apartment and there was something so like restorative about living there because we'd look out over the ocean and watch the sunset and then watch the sunrise like every day you hear the ocean and everything and that was super restorative and so in that sense the object or the possession itself like the house did restore us but it wasn't the actual house itself it was like what god had created that was right outside the window like it was his beautiful restorative power right outside of our window. So sometimes like looking through the window of an iPhone to your family in New Zealand can be the same experience where the people that we love were able to be connected. So there are, yeah, it's it's wrong to say that that all, you know, material possessions are evil in themselves. Mm. I, I feel that. Okay, so next couple of questions for our last couple of minutes here. Well, actually, before we do though, I wanted to ask another question, Georgia. So... With these children that you've that you work with in a hospital and their families, mm-hmm. what do you see when it comes to what they value? Do you see anything interesting there, or is it just no different to anyone else?
3: Um, well, I actually work with kids that have cancer, mm. um, so I think it really puts into perspective the value of life and the like being present and like you know not losing. I think Laura like, we talked about before, like you know you're focusing on like getting this thing. But, like, that can actually be taken away from you pretty quickly, you know. So I think being present and, like, not losing focus at, like, towards, like, what you're looking forward to, but, like, being present in the time that you have as well. So I think, yeah, just working with them, it, like, just gives you perspective and just, like, reminds you to just enjoy, like, every day. Like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, enjoy the people around you. Enjoy just being able to go home. Like, these kids spend months in hospital. So just, like, Yeah. yeah, enjoying, like, the little things and it really put into perspective like you know what my issues are compared to like their issues like their issue is that they can't go home but like I get to go home
1: so yeah yeah that's that's powerful stuff like that for sure and I think like the fact that those that those young people are like they they can see because because of the frailty of life they can see how valuable it is right in front of them I think sometimes we like forget about the things that really matter to us Sometimes we forget about how valuable our life is, how valuable our family is. You know, the kids who are sitting next to you right now watching this or the parents that we're sitting right next to, you know, like we, it's easy for us to get so caught up in stuff that we forget about the things that really matter. That's that's really deep. Okay, so last couple of minutes here before we close up, uh, there was just one more story I referred to today in Matthew about this rich young ruler, how he came to Jesus and he wanted to be, you know, he wanted to get heaven and eternal life and all of this stuff. But then Jesus basically said, "Well, you've got a lot of things and a lot of wealth. Why don't you sell that and give it to the poor?" I've got a couple of questions. What steps uh, would you have take? What steps would you take in order to not walk away from this message, sad like the rich young ruler did? Like, how could you like do it differently? How could he do it differently in that circumstance, rather than walking away?
5: Maybe not tie so much worth to the things he worked for. Yeah,
1: how would you practically do it? Like, like Mm -hmm. if you if like if God was saying that to you, like what would that look like? Would that look like selling everything and having nothing, or would it look like like what would it actually? How would it pan out? What would it look like to live in a way where you lived according to the call that Jesus put on (coughs) this guy's life?
3: Maybe like spending as much time as you do on like your material things, actually with God. Yeah, yeah I think that's
1: okay yeah that's good
3: still like having the stuff but I think if we spend as much time as we do on those things with God like our relationship with him would be yeah like
1: yeah yeah okay i want to I want to come back to that one more question after this one uh can you think of a few things that you won't buy a few things that you can get rid of a few things that you might be able to give away in your current life like are there some things that like that you might have been like wanting and you're like yeah You know, I might be able to not get that. Um, Don't, you don't have to say it necessarily because if you say it, then you're basically having to like tell everyone, hey, I'm not going to get this thing anymore and then you might still really want it. So like, you know, (laughs) maybe you might be able to share one of those things Um, or is there something that you could get rid of or something you could give away to somebody else that you currently own um, that would help you to sort of like take a step in the direction of putting our value in the things that matter. What do you think? If any of you feel comfortable sharing it, it's okay.
4: When you spoke about giving something away to someone else, like, you can give away material things as well, but I think also, like, I thought of, like, even time. Like, the time we waste on things or, like, procrastinating or, like, with our material things, someone else might need our time, you know, to talk to or help them with something. Mm. Yeah, I just thought of, like, time. I don't know why, but that's Mm. what I thought of.
1: Mm. Well, that's that's great. I mean, time is actually really valuable. Yeah. Anyone else have any ideas of, like, just... I guess the question could be rephrased like this. How could like this conversation that we've been having today around the couch be practically lived out in your life? Like, How could you make some kind of change? We're not talking about a, a huge dramatic change where you suddenly just flip your life upside down. Unless Jesus is calling you to do that, then maybe you need to. But, but if you're just sitting here today and you're thinking, yeah, there's some truth here that I could apply. What are some practical ways we could apply
5: what we've been talking about today? Maybe to be thankful for what you have, to put things into perspective, because other people are less fortunate. Um, you may think that you're not that well off, then you can compare yourself to others pretty well off. Most of us living in this country are pretty pretty well off compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. So I guess yeah, just to be thankful for what you have.
1: Yeah, that is that's pretty huge. Yeah. I mean, when we're thankful with what we have, it sort of takes away that
5: that strong desire for more
1: or it diminishes the desire for more when we like really just take the time to be to recognize what we do have and to be thankful for it i mean honestly it sounds kind of cliche like we were talking about earlier but i honestly often find myself being like thank you god that we have running water in our house because it would be so frustrating to go down to a creek and pick up a bucket and carry it (laughs) home and then heat it up and all of that because i've been on enough pathfinder camps now to know what that's like and it's so much better when you can just turn the tap on and there it goes. So that's something so simple that we probably all have access to um, right here in this town of the world. And I'm so thankful for that. So yeah. thankfulness and gratefulness is a huge thing. I think that's, that's one thing. How,
2: that's, that's how things work, you know? Like material things, it's, it's just like everything else. From the soil and then it goes back to the soil, you know? It, it's there and then it's gone. It comes and then it goes. And then like, like how you said... It puts everything into perspective so you see how, how valuable life is and how quick it can go past and how fast you can miss it you know mm. and you can have all this wealth and like how how um who was it he said to the rich young was it the rich young ruler he said give away all your possessions so when you think about that it's like he's asking him to give away all your wealth but when he dies his wealth's gonna go away anyway so like he's gonna get rid of it so if you if you think about it it's like how do how do you say it the only wealth that you can keep is the wealth that you give away because that's the only wealth that lasts. Because technically, when you give away wealth, when you give to others, that sticks around. That has an everlasting effect. If you do nice things to others, and if they do nice things to you, that lasts longer than the actual wealth itself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's more valuable. And I feel like that's, that's a more noble pursuit than simply attempting to accumulate wealth. So I feel like this discussion has has a lot of seriousness in terms of today's society and it shows how applicable the Bible is to everything that's going on right now. Where are you going to spend your time? What are you going to spend your time doing? And what are your plans? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, man.
1: You know, we're, we're just about to finish now. Just one last question to throw out there as we close. Have you ever had a moment in your life when someone has sacrificed and given to you in a way that you were surprised by and you're like, whoa, that was like, I didn't expect that. Have you ever had a moment like that? Just sitting on the other side of the situation rather than us giving away our things. Have you ever received something that made you go, whoa, that, that was huge and it had an impact on you? What do you guys think? Any, anyone? I
3: had a friend that let me live
1: with them for three years.
3: Cool. So that was big.
1: Yeah, that is big. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: Yeah.
1: Anyone else had an experience like that where someone was like, they gave something of value to you, some of their possessions, and it really meant something? That ever happened?
2: Yeah, I had a guy who, shooted me, and he did Bible studies with Bible studies with me. Like mm-hmm. he gave me his time when I was much younger, and I'm pretty thankful for that. Played basketball and stuff. So he, he may not view it as like it, he may not have thought that had as big of an impact as it did, but simply giving, simply him giving his time to me, as an elder to a younger kid,
1: yeah, I I, I value that a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. You know what? I also value all of you coming in tonight to be on this panel. And well, today, because it's Saturday day, right? Um, I just want to say thank you for all of you for being here. And why don't we say thank you as well from our lounge rooms. Thank you, guys. And we hope that you have a great rest of this next week and that you enjoy being at work, at school, at uni, and that God goes with you. Hopefully, we can all take something with us and live an even richer life and a, a life that restores our soul. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next time. See you next time.